plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Welcome into the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host of Locked On Steelers, Adam Crowley from ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio, and the Steelers Radio Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. Steelers, Bengals, 1 p.m. on Sunday, and man, it's going to be a bloodbath. I can't wait. I think it's the best rivalry in the National Football League right now. And joining me now to discuss is the host of Locked On NFL, that is Matt Williamson and Matt Steelers Bengals big time matchup. What do you think the Bengals need to do defensively to slow down what looks like it could be the best offense in the National Football League? Yeah, you know what? I mean, obviously teams know each other very well. There's not a lot of surprises in divisional games, especially when coaches have been established like these two for so long. The Bengals as much as any team in the league are going to keep two hot, two safeties back and they stop the run with seven and it's worked for them. You know I mean? They'll, they'll change things up, but for the most part, you're going to see a two high safety look. And to me, that kind of plays into the Steelers hands. I mean, as well as their offensive line is blocking and as well as D'Angelo's running, uh, I, I don't know if they'll run as well as they did on Washington, but you know, uh, perfect is out. You know, that, that helps the cause too that I could see them controlling the game on the ground. Yeah, I, I could see that happening as well. And the Steelers last year in the playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals had 170-plus yards rushing, so it's something the Steelers have done. They did it uh, a couple of years back, just pounding the Bengals with that counterplay in Cincinnati. Steelers know that they can run the ball against Cincinnati. We'll see if Cincinnati can do anything to be able to stop the run there. Uh, what are the Bengals missing without Vontez Burfick and uh, Reggie Nelson not going to be there? Obviously had uh, five career picks against Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger joked earlier on in the week, Matt, uh, that he's responsible for sending Reggie Nelson to the Pro Bowl. But what are they missing without those two guys? Nelson's a very good player, veteran, smart, you know, much better coverage player. The further he is from the line of scrimmage, the better uh, ball skills, leadership, all those things, former first-round pick. Um, and, and over the offseason, I was kind of shocked. I'm like, boy, they didn't really do much to replace him. But they moved a corner, Shaw, a bigger corner to safety, and he played really well last week. So uh, is he going to be as good as Randy Nelson? Probably not. I mean, he's a conversion, but he was very promising in his first start. I mean, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm happy about that. As for Perfect, He's a good football player. I mean, he's not a great football player. He, you know, we know he gets a lot of negative publicity, and in some ways, all publicity is good publicity for getting your reputation. Um, he's a force versus the run. He's okay versus the pass. They replaced him, or at least you know, in the very short term, they signed Carlos Dansby, who's a real veteran, um, another you know, former high pick. He's been around the league. He's been highly, you know, pretty successful at every stop. Um, he's really good in coverage 
However, watching him last week, he looked terrible. You know, like mm. he's done. So uh, it's only one game, but that's something to note. I mean, Matt Forte really did a lot against these guys as a runner and a receiver, and the Jets' offensive line has been half as good as Steelers. What's that uh, Bengals defensive line going to be able to do against the Steelers' offensive line? I would say it's probably the strength, really, uh, of both teams, although I think the Steelers have a number of strengths offensively. Their offensive line uh, played really, really well last week against the Redskins. The defensive line of the Bengals, I think, is probably the best aspect of their defense. Would you agree or disagree there? Well, Geno Atkins is the straw that serves the drink. Yeah. I mean, without him, the defensive line's okay. You know, he's a great player. He's one of the best penetrating, you know, Warren Sapp, Aaron Donald-type guys out there. He's a handful for anyone. They have to get him blocked in the run and the pass game. Easier said than done. You know I mean? Like, when you look at this Bengals team, they have a superstar on each side of the ball, and Atkins is a defensive one. We know A.J. Green's the one on the other side. And, you know, as is the case with Antonio Brown or any superstar, it's not like, oh, we'll just take him away. <laughs> you know right. I mean? He's going to be a problem. How do the Steelers take A.J. Green? I'm just kidding. What can the Steelers do to slow A.J. Green down? Because we've seen in this rivalry over the last couple of years, and it's something you talked about before, Matt, uh, every superstar player seems to be held down offensively, at least somewhat, except for A.J. Green. Now, I watched some of the tape of last year's games, and A.J. Green was running routes against Antoine Blake. That's not going to work out in the Steelers' favor, my God. Even if you put Blake on top of himself, I don't think he's as tall as A.J. Green. But what can the Steelers do to try to at least slow him down to limit his, what Mike Tomlin would call, chunkability? Yeah, I mean, he's got some serious chuckability. And he can nickel and dime you to death. I mean, he's one of the absolute best players at his position in the league and maybe at the height of his powers. You know I mean? Really, really playing well. Yeah. Um, the beauty of above, the answer, kind of like I said before, is there really isn't one. You know, he's better than anyone that's going to cover him. Um, but with Eifert out, and I've been saying this all off season, I think that really hurts the Bengals, you know, that, I think that it didn't it didn't show up against the Jets last week, and so it, my my case isn't as strong. But it should be much easier to roll coverages Green's direction now with Eifert out of the equation. You know, the, the rest of their receivers, if Brandon LaFell and those guys nickel and diming to death and beat you, so be it. But you know, now I think it's easier. I'm not sure. I mean, they'll vary their coverages, and I don't think they're going to do one thing. And um, but. The key, though, and this is what's surprising, too, is the Jets beat the heck out of Andy Dalton last week. You know, their defensive line was constantly in his face, a lot of pressure. I think seven sacks, you know, two and a half of them by McClendon, the former Steeler. And their defensive line is very good, but they don't have great edge pass rushers. I mean, and it's not, I mean, the Steelers aren't as good up front as the Jets, but there's some similarities. I mean, their best guys are. 300 pounders that are six, five and, you know, the, and the, the Bengals are weak at center. Their right tackle was a real problem last week. So I think pass rush is the key here. Um, I would imagine the Steelers blitz a lot more this week than they did last week when they hardly did it all, but green's going to get his, you know, I mean, I, I just don't think there's much around that. I mean, can he win the game by himself? Well, he did last week. Yeah. I, I, mean, I more or less. I, well, sure. And you know what? I was really impressed with Andy Dalton, and that's not something I've said a bunch. Uh, Me too. Do, doing I this, never say that. yeah, right. And he, I mean, he got smoked. I mean, every other play, it seemed like he was getting up off the ground, and yet he still threw for over 350 yards. And I thought he and AJ Green kind of willed the team to victory there. Uh, Matt Williamson with and, us. And you know what? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sometimes you forget the emotional side of things, but 
that's no treat. Week one, go <laughs> to New York on the 15th anniversary of 9/11 when emotions are super high. Great you're point. The bad guy, and you start out, you know, start out in a big hole against the Jets, and you're losing at the line of scrimmage. You're getting your head beat in by 300-pound dudes. You know, so uh, that was something. They, you know, I told Stan today, I'm like, the Bengals don't win that game three or four years ago. That guy's the best in the business. Of course, Matt Williamson, our Locked On NFL podcast host. Great stuff there from him. He does believe the Steelers are going to beat the Bengals this week in a low-scoring, close game. And we've seen that be the case between these two teams recently. They should be shootouts given the personnel on both sides. But they have been close games because the teams know each other so well. We're going to hear from James Rapian from ESPN Cincinnati. Before we get to that, though, football season is here. you got to get in the action and play like the pros at MyBookie.net. It's the most exciting online experience for sports fans. And MyBookie features real Vegas odds and incredible player props on every football game. If the game's already kicked off, doesn't matter. You can still make wagers. You have the odds that are updated in real time. It's never too late to make a play. It's optimized for smartphone use for nonstop action on the go. So here's what you do. You go online, type MyBookie into your browser, and you can just sign up today. Use promo code STEALERS. That's promo code STEALERS, and you can be entered into their million-dollar prize pool or you can give them a call at 844-722-2387. Join the thousands of online players already playing. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.net. Sign up today, and remember, use promo code STEALERS. Now going to hear from James Rapin, who is all over the dial in Cincinnati, a host of ESPN in Cincinnati, also Fox Sports Radio, and 700 WLW, talking Steelers and Bengals and James there were fisticuffs in that last game between the Steelers and the Bengals do you see anything similar happening this time around I, I I don't think I think it'll be a pretty clean game for the most part there might be some uh smack talk or, or maybe a little pushing and shoving but uh what, I, what I'm more worried about as far as extracurriculars goes is the refs and, and how quick they are to throw flatly on if there is that that talking back and forth or, or a little bit of shoving. I think the players, for the most part, are going to be composed on both sides because they saw well, what it could do and, and how it could affect their team when they're not. You know, back in January, it was an awful, awful thing on one side. So. Yeah, and you know what? I think you're I think you're right about that. I think that's the one thing you need to pay attention to. We don't want to see a flag fest like we saw the first time these two teams played last year at Pittsburgh. It was awful at times to watch. I just want to watch a good, clean football game. And the sense I get from the Steelers' locker room is that they are trying to play a good, clean football game, and I'm sure it'll be the same on the Bengals. Let's see how that all goes. Uh, James, Andy Dalton last week got sacked seven times, which – speaks poorly, I think, of the Bengals' offensive line, at least in that first game. But I think you saw just how tough of a guy Andy Dalton could be whenever he was still able to throw for 360-some yards and was able to lead the Bengals to victory. I don't think he gets the credit around the league for being as tough as he is, and I certainly don't think he gets the credit around the league that he deserves for as good as he can be. It's funny you mentioned that, how tough – uh, Andy Dalton is. He didn't miss a game up until last. He never missed a start in his career. Uh, so, so he's certainly durable. And, and last week he showed, even on the road, even when the offensive line was miscommunicating, not not re- getting the right assignments, with new wide receivers, new weapons, Tyler Hyatt's out with an injury, still 
manager, didn't yell at anybody, didn't lose his cool at all, and, and was still able to drive downfield and, and get a game-winning field goal with uh, two minutes or so to go in that game. So you're right. I, Andy Dalton is a tough guy. I, I, don't, I don't think he does get that uh, or have that vibe, even the Philip Rivers vibe. And I, and I, I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because he's not fiery on the field or if he's kind of quiet and, and, and boring in interviews. Uh, but for what, it is, for what it's worth, like, he's certainly proving that, hey, if the game's on the line, he can take you downfield and get you a win, even though he's been beat up all day. Yeah, and you know what? I kind of look at him like Joe Flacco before Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl, and I think he even puts up more statistics than Joe Flacco did before the Super Bowl. I think it's going to take him winning a playoff game, going to take him maybe getting to the big game for him to get the respect he deserves, which isn't always fair. There's so many things that go into winning a playoff game, uh, winning multiple playoff games. I mean, a couple of years ago, the Bengals were just a shell of themselves whenever they were taking on the Indianapolis Colts. A lot of injuries uh, in that game. Uh, what has Andy Dalton done to make himself one of the better quarterbacks in the league now? Uh, how has he grown throughout his career? I think the biggest thing, and I think we saw it last year, and I was worried about it initially going into this season, because he had so much turnover at the wide receiver position, no Tyler Eifert, like I already mentioned, but I think it was his ability to process information and, and make the reads and the right calls at the line of scrimmage. We saw him do that a lot more last season. He did that some on Sunday, and, and, and I just think it, it came with experience, uh, with, with getting the reps, and people forget. I mean, he, he came in as a rookie during the lockout season, and, and the OTAs didn't have the mini camps or anything like that, and then he started all 16 games. So, so he jumped in right away, and, and they made the playoffs, and then all of a sudden his expectations started to, to rise, and it's, oh, he's not going to win a playoff game? His rookie year, they were expected to win you know, two or three games. And they went out and, and made the playoffs, and they've made the playoffs every year since. So, I, the playoffs thing, a, a lot of fans harp on that, but especially here in Cincinnati, I mean, that's the biggest knock on him, the biggest knock on Marvin Lewis. But ultimately, you're right. Until you make a Super Bowl run, what's one playoff win if you're getting eliminated the next week? That's not going to matter. Everybody wants to see a Super Bowl run, so that, that's his goal, and that ultimately is, is what fans want to see. Yeah, that's a good point, and I think that there's so much that goes into winning in the National Football League that it's not always fair to evaluate quarterbacks on wins and losses, particularly when it comes to the playoffs when it's single elimination, but they've been to the playoffs every year he's been there. I mean, I think that should count for something, right? Absolutely, absolutely, and, and I think the fact that he's – you mentioned Flacco. He does not have the arm that Joe Flacco has. Physically, he will never be – Sure. Peyton Manning, uh, you know, he will never be an elite Aaron Rodgers-type quarterback. He won't be Big Ben. Andy Dalton will never do that. He just can't. But he's shown the ability to improve mentally, and that's how he can be better and get – he's never going to be an elite quarterback, but if he's a very good quarterback, you can win with that. If he's if Phil Rivers, I mean, I wouldn't say Phil Rivers is an elite guy, but he's, you know, a top 10, top 12 guy. If you can do that, then you have a shot to win the Super Bowl with a good defense good team around you, and, and, and I think that that's what Andy Dalton's uh, on the verge of, or at least starting to uh, starting to become. James Rapine, ESPN 1530, 700 WLW, and Fox Sports 1360 in Cincinnati joining us here. Uh, James, 
A couple of weapons are now gone. Of course, you mentioned Tyler Eifert being banged up and unable to go. Uh, but, of course, losing Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu. How do they plan on replacing those guys, and how has that gone thus far? Well, as far as Eifert goes, uh, a guy by the name of C.J. Uzama, the tight end, he's a second-year player out of Auburn. And i got to tell you, if he might be productive on Sunday because he's a big guy, he's got good hands, and he moves really well. The knock on Uzama was that he wasn't a great blocker. But he worked on that in the offseason. Looks pretty good blocking this preseason. I wouldn't be surprised if he's involved. He had a big uh, gain, I think a 46-yard gain on Sunday against the Jets. wouldn't be surprised to see him involved in the passing game. And then they signed Brandon LaFell from the Patriots. And uh, he had 91 yards last week. I don't expect that from him every week. But he's a solid veteran player, someone who – won't shy away from the you know, the craziness of Heinz Field. So he's certainly someone else you want. And obviously he has A.J. Green, who's one of the best wide receivers. Everybody knows about him. Uh, and then one guy that a lot of people there in Pittsburgh are probably familiar with, Tyler Boyd. And they drafted him, and he's really impressed. I think he's exceeded expectations for, for what the Bengals had for him when they picked him. He came in right away, uh, learned the playbook, showed that he could – not only get open in short distances, because they were thinking he was going to be a slot guy, but in the preseason, he was getting open downfield, you know, 40, 50-yard games against first and second-team corners. So I think overall, uh, especially what I saw last Sunday where they kind of spread the ball out on the road, the offense might not miss as much of a beat as I thought they would considering all the turnover. No Marvin Jones, no Mohamed Sunu, Hugh Jackson, the offensive coordinator now in Cleveland as a head coach. So a lot of turnover on offense, and yet I think they're going to be okay. What we'll see, I mean, we have a small sample size, just one game, but uh, preseason they looked okay, and uh, they looked okay on Sunday. What happened with the offensive line in that last game, James? Why so many sacks? We saw Steve McClendon, former Steeler, had two and a half. He wasn't necessarily known for doing that here in Pittsburgh. Well, uh, what happened is uh, you guys, uh, you might see this some Bengals fans hate Russell Bodine, and he's the okay. Bengals center, and, 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 and he's become a villain among Bengals fans. They wanted a center desperately in the draft, but uh, the Bengals coaching staff and offensive line coach Paul Alexander really like Bodine, and uh, he, part of it fell on him, and a, a few sacks, I, I would say, fell on Kevin Zeitler as well. He, he, those two need to play better this week. There's no doubt about that. The Bengals, if you would have told me they were going to give up seven sacks and, and, and rush the ball for 58 yards, I would have told you they would have lost to the Jets. And, and somehow they won. They can't do that again this Sunday if they expect a win in Pittsburgh. So the offensive line is certainly going to have to play better. And um, it, it's just one of those things where Zeitler, he's certainly capable of, of playing better. He's a first-rounder, and, and he's played well throughout his Bengals career. But Bodine, it's, it's one of those things where the coaches have vouched for him, but a lot of people, a lot of analysts say, you know, the pro football focus guys, even casual fans, they say right away, what, what is Bodine out there for? So uh, we'll see. That, that'll be certainly something that the Steelers look to exploit early on is uh, the Bengals center, Russell Bodine. You mentioned that Hugh Jackson is gone, Ken Zambisi coming in to be the Bengals offensive coordinator. Are there any philosophical differences there? What is Ken trying to do uh, in comparison to what you was trying to do before? I think there won't be as many, and there hasn't been, at least so far from what we've seen, crazy formations. If you remember Hugh Jackson, 
it would be uh, they'd line up in one way and then all of a sudden the offensive line would with lotion or something just completely weird and you're like what is happening um but overall i think zampezi is going to be uh a little more traditional than he in that aspect he he might i thought at least and maybe this is partially because of the offensive line play i thought they were going to get back to the power running game a little bit more with a, a fullback back there in Jeremy Hill. And uh, Hugh Jackson got away from that last year. We didn't see it much week one. Now, I'm, I, again, I'm not sure if that was because Eitler and Bodine were struggling. It, it, just, it was just a predicament in the game. But I expected to see more of that this year. So we'll see uh, if that's the case on Sunday. But overall, I think Zampezi, he, he knew the system. He was Andy Dalton's quarterback coach uh, throughout his career. It's just kind of continuing the process and continuing to grow the offense, not make drastic changes from from last year to this year. Last couple of things for James Rapine, ESPN 1530, 700 WLW, and Fox Sports 1360 in Cincinnati. Moving now to the Bengals' defense. Uh, of course, Reggie Nelson's gone, so Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a big sigh of relief. I know Vontez perfect in this game, but the addition of Carlos Dansby, can you give us a brief overview of what the Bengals will be trying to do to the Steelers and uh, what it means with some of those guys missing and who they now have in there uh, against the Steelers on Sunday? I mean, I, I think that the first, first and foremost, you're going to have to stop, try to slow down Antonio Brown. And I don't know if that means putting Adam Jones on him all the time. If that means rotating him with, with Dre, rotating Dre Kirkpatrick, uh, and then Adam Jones in and out of him, uh, of, of guarding him. But And then the other thing is D'Angelo Williams. And he's found the fountain of youth in Pittsburgh. He looks like he's 25 and, and a stud. I don't know how he's your guy's backup, uh, but, but he is the Steelers' backup running back, and he's playing really well. And I, I talked to Bengals linebacker Carlos Dansby about that, and it's just one of those things where those are the two, the two guys as players that they're really focused on. But the Steelers are loaded on, on at, at the skill position, so they're, they're one of those things that they're just going to have to play containment. As far as Ben, Dilmatop uh, Pekka talked about it. They're going to have that, as they said, alligator roll, which means grab him by both legs and roll uh, so you can get him down because <laughs> he's so hard to take down. He's so big, and um, you know, that's that, that's it. Is if you get him, hold on. Uh, because if not, and you saw it some on Monday night throughout his career, obviously, uh, ben, ben escapes, uh, dangerous things, bad things happen. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, it, it's one of those things where it, the Bengals have done pretty well against Antonio Brown, and that means hold him to 85 yards and not 140. Uh, but uh, you're wondering if the, their luck's going to run out because he's such a great player. James, really appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much, and hopefully we get a chance to do something similar to this uh, when the Steelers take on the Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, Adam. Anytime. That's James I Radio in Cincinnati, and good stuff there from him. Great stuff from Matt Williamson earlier on, the host of Locked On NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, time for my prediction. I think the Steelers run all over the Bengals. The Bengals will try to stop the run with seven. The Steelers' offensive line is one of the best in the National Football League. D'Angelo Williams has shown that he can still do it. He's probably better than he's ever been in his career at this point. The offensive line certainly helps. So I think the Steelers win this game with both D'Angelo Williams, Eli Rogers, and the Steelers' tight end having a pretty big game 
in this game on Sunday coming up at 1 p.m. Uh, I think Jesse James will have six or so catches, same with Eli Rogers. The middle of the field will be open. Now, I don't think we're going to see the big, huge plays out of Antonio Brown that we saw last week, but I think Antonio will still be able to be a possession receiver for the Steelers, and I just think the Steelers will be too much offensively for the Bengals, and I think they'll get to Andy Dalton just enough so that the Steelers can win ultimately 27-21. to That's going to do it for the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks to everyone out there for listening, and thanks, of course, to James Rapine and Matt Williamson. We'll do it again on Monday, recapping Steelers and Bengals right here on the Locked On Sports Network. Football season is here, and you can get in the action and play like the pros at mybookie.net. At mybookie.net, you can feel the excitement of predicting your favorite sports. It's never too late to make a play. You can even use your smartphone for nonstop action on the go. Mybookie.net. Go online now. Use promo code STEELERS to be entered into their million-dollar prize pool or call 844-722-2387. Join the thousands of online players already playing. Only the biggest, only the best. Only at mybookie.net. Sign up today. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.